This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. It's a Thursday. We're going to hang out with Dr. Wendy Christin, health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. Um, hi, Dr. Wendy. This is Brad. It doesn't sound like him, but it's me. How are you doing? Hi, Brad. I was thinking, you don't sound very well today. I hope you're okay. <laughs> I feel I feel okay. It's just the voice that's not okay. So I'm not sure what that's all about. But anyway, I'm here anyway and ready to inspire people around gut conversations. Now, just want to quickly take us back two weeks where you've told us there are different kinds of guts for different people. And if anyone missed that, I don't know if you can grab a few seconds and just run that by us again. Although we all have a gut, ours are all different. We're eating different things, exposed to different medicines, environments, etc. So it's creating different kinds of guts. That's correct. So there's um, a, a book I was reading by Dr. Josh Axe identifies five gut types. Um, and we've spoken about the candida gut. We're going to speak about the stressed gut today. We have an immune gut. We have a gastric gut. And we have a toxic gut. And we can have a combination of any of these. Um, or we can have one that's more dominant than others. And that can fluctuate throughout our lifetimes. So today we're coming to that second one, the stressed gut. I feel like it's all in the name. But I suppose it's what kind of stress. Um, give us a nice intro into helping us better understand this idea of a stressed gut. So a stressed gut is definitely around emotional stress. Um, and if you combine emotional stress with the overconsumption of sugar and carbohydrates, that causes a lot of stress on our adrenal glands, our thyroid gland, um, our kidneys, and it can result in issues with our gut permeability, which is that term that we use for leaky gut. Uh-huh. Um, and then that can result in a stressed gut. So when we say that we're going through a really difficult time, a trying time, a stressful time. We often feel stomach pain, stomach ache. How is it that our emotions that we're feeling, which you feel have got nothing to do with your gut, how come they manifest there? Because our gut microbes are sensitive to stress. Ah. <laughs> so those little bacteria and bugs that live in our, in our digestive system, they also like to live in harmony. And when we are stressed in any way, then they are in tune with those stresses. Oh. And they are easily affected by our emotional status. Can you run by us some of those hormones that are being released when this happens that starts off this process? Yeah. So when we um, go through a stressful time, our bodies release the hormones um, cortisol and adrenaline. And those actually stop the growth of the beneficial bacteria. They sort of pause it. They put a halt on the growth of the good bacteria in the gut. Um, and so it in, and it increases the proliferation or the production of unfriendly yeasts. So mm-hmm. you now have this imbalance in the gut, which causes that leakiness that we spoke about, creating a stressed gut. Can, if, if this isn't dealt with, if we don't get the necessary help we need to de-stress and some of the things we're going to talk about today, can this, and this has happened to me, so I'm just trying to find out if, if, I, if, if I'd known better when I was uh, in my early 20s, ended up with some massive ulcers. Yeah, so definitely, and we'll talk about ulcers a little bit more when we come to the gastric gut. Okay. But stress definitely is going to have an impact there because what stress does is we go into our fight or flight mode. Now, we operate out of two different modes, either fight or flight or rest and digest to really simplify it. If you're in fight or flight, your body doesn't really go into that rest and digest phase. 
And so you don't produce the digestive enzymes that you need. You either overproduce or underproduce stomach acid at, at incorrect times. And that disrupts the lining. It, it destroys the lining of your stomach. And that puts you at much higher risk for developing ulcers. Wow. Okay, so talk to us about the stress hormones. You've touched on um, the, the uh, hormones adrenaline and cortisol. What are, what are those effects? That, what's actually happening in our gut when those hormones are released? So they increase our cardiovascular output. So your heart beats faster, your blood flows uh, differently. Our blood pressure is regulated by those hormones, so it can cause fluctuations there. Um, it, they also manage our immune response because often when you're in a heightened stress response, your immune system is compromised as well. Um, and it suppresses inflammatory reactions. So we want, um, so that's, that's, it's a good thing if it suppresses inflammatory reactions, but if it stops working, then your body starts producing inflammatory signals again. And in the presence of a leaky gut, the adrenal glands then struggle to keep these protective responses up. And so then we are more likely to develop chronic diseases and autoimmune diseases related to um, stress. And one of the typical um, autoimmune diseases is Hashimoto's disease. What? And often adrenal-related diseases as well. Uh, I don't want to take us off the topic, but what on earth is Hashimoto's disease? <laughs> Hashimoto's is a thyroid disease. So oh. it's when your thyroid starts attacking, or you get antibodies that start attacking the thyroid, um, and the thyroid uh, is unable to function as it needs to. So if we're not able to manage our emotions well, and the, the, the stressed emotions, we're sort of setting ourselves up for what you've just explained. So... I suppose we need to deal with handling our emotions better. I'm quite taken by this emotional response causes a gut issue. This is fascinating to me. So do we need to just, how do we deal with it? Do we need help with our emotions? I, I'm making, I don't mean to make light of this, but you know, it seems like the, the, the answer to dealing with this. Yeah. So I think it's very important to manage emotions. Um, you know, some of us are not um, in tune with our bodies. We are not in tune with our emotions. We don't allow ourselves to feel those emotions. And so you can land up just soldiering on because that's what needs to be done, but not actually dealing with the emotion or the, 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 the consequences of that stress. And then when we don't deal with it, it becomes internalized. And what is one of those systems that's going to struggle? It's going to be our, our digestive systems. Yeah. And so that's why it's so important. So it's first of all, it's recognize what is your stress? What is your typical coping style? And do you need to change that coping style? And where are you, you know, are you internalizing or are you able to actually ex- externalize your, your emotions? And things like fear, uncertainty, um, those are emotions or, or, or stresses that, that can stress our digestive tracts. Uh, we can be overachievers, so we can push ourselves too hard. We can work too hard. Um, we can overanalyze things. So there's several different ways that this can um, express itself in a stressed gut. When we stress out our adrenal glands, I mean, I've heard of adrenal fatigue. Uh, Does that play a role here as well? That absolutely does. So chronic or prolonged stress not only affects the digestive system, as we've said earlier, but it also influences the hormonal functions. And the adrenal glands are one of those vital hormonal functions because those are the adrenal, those are the glands that are outputting our stress hormones. But when they can't cope anymore with the constant burden of stress, adrenal insufficiency or adrenal fatigue, as many people know it, ah. sets in. And then you start to experience the, the, the symptoms associated with that. So that would be things like chronic fatigue, depression, there's often a mood issue there. Um, 
people become less tolerant to food. So all of a sudden you develop food intolerances um, and allergies. And you can have problems with your sleep. Uh, you can have weak muscles. You, you can have problems focusing, sh- craving sugars, chronic pain, hair loss, weight loss, uh, weight gain. The list goes on. Wow. Um, now that you've mentioning these kinds of things, I, I'm sure many are feeling themselves mentioned here um, as you're talking about prolonged chronic stress. But um, if we're also making poor uh, lifestyle choices, food choices, can that also play a role here to make this situation even worse instead of uh, better? Absolutely. Yeah. So this is one of the ones that lifestyle choices, especially those around um, stimulatory foods and drinks that we're consuming, will um, exacerbate the stress gut symptoms. So stress management, that's, you know, it's a whole, it's a holistic approach. You have to approach it from an emotional, spiritual, physical um, level, even an environmental level. Um, so we want to support this 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 gut type with those lifestyle changes, but we do also need to think about avoiding the things that tax the adrenals or tax our hormonal system, and those are sugars, gluten, grains, caffeine, and alcohol, and you know cigarettes, anything that is stimulatory, recreational drugs, any of those kind of things that could potentially disrupt the the microbiota in the gut as well. Yeah, and I'm guessing the, 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 the stimulants that you just referred to, if we're needing to get more rest, calm down, take it easy, these are things we, we might be wanting to rest, but our bodies are being affected by these stimulate, stimulatory foods and drinks, so we're counterbalancing what we might be trying to do. So we have to take, I guess, more of a holistic approach to just calming ourselves down. Yes, yes. And sometimes it is counterintuitive because you think, okay, well, I drink a coffee and it makes me feel better, but it it gives me a burst of energy. But it actually is overstimulating and it's disrupting other processes that can prevent you from sleeping later tonight. Um, and uh, alcohol, on the other hand, also is is a bit stimulatory. So it calms, it feels like it's calming you down, but you don't go into that deep quality of sleep. It also um, increases inflammation in the body. So we really have to think about what is it that we're doing and what are we trying to achieve? And is there another way to achieve the same effect that is going to be more beneficial for our bodies? Can Can we eat a stressed gut better? Yes, we can. So eating fermented foods um, would be helpful. So those are things like yogurt and kefir, um, foods that are high in vitamin B12. So those are often your animal products, so things like liver and beef and lamb and chicken and fish and eggs. Um, and nutritional yeast is also a good source of vitamin B12. And then lots of colorful foods. And we're probably going to discuss colorful foods in most of these, but your berries like dark dark colored um, fruits, berries, grapes, pomegranates, cherries, um, and then the vegetable side would be red cabbage, um, eggplant, and black beans. Um, Salty foods like um, miso soup, hummus, pumpkin Mm. seeds, kale chips, those are quite good. And then magnesium-rich foods, um, which are nuts and sea vegetables and avocados, because magnesium is very calming for the nervous system. Um, and then sea salt or Himalayan salt. So this this gut type um, can do quite well uh, with salts. Um, unless there's a blood pressure issue, then you want to be cautious of your salt intake. Yeah. Um, just in closing, can we supplement here as well together with uh, the food choices? Yes. So again, always supplement on with it, you know, um, with the advice of a practitioner because you might be su- supplementing unnecessarily. But these are fairly safe for most people to supplement with. Um, vitamin B twelve always very good. Um, your selenium rich um, 
supplements or um, foods like uh, Brazil nuts, which are good for a good source of selenium, L-glutamine, which repairs the lining of the digestive tract, and then adaptogenic herbs such as ashwagandha, which is good for the thyroid and the adrenals, Um, rhodiola for that little bit of a boost, licorice root is also very soothing on the digestive tract and good for the adrenals as well. And then there's things like Tulsi tea, which is holy basil, um, chamomile tea. Uh, we can use things like peppermint and ginger tea as well. But these are particularly calming for the nervous system um, and will then have a, a good impact on the digestive system as well. That's the voice of Dr. Wendy Christian, healthcare and wellness health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. We'll make sure this podcast is available for you later on this morning. If you need to share it, maybe you identify yourself here and you want to listen to this again, we'll make sure it's there for you on our website. Dr. Wendy, thank you so much for your time this morning. Here's to a really great week. It's a pleasure. Thanks, Brad. And I hope that voice just stays its voice. (laughs) I hope so too. Thanks so much, Wendy. Take care. All right then. Bye-bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.